Welcome to PLSJ's podcast, where the Public Library of Steubenville in Jefferson County shares with you our favorite quirky questions, finds out what leaders in our community are reading, interviews local authors, and so much more. This podcast is part of the Out and About series, where we talk to business and community leaders, organizations, and anyone outside library doors to learn a little more about them personally and professionally. And as always, we'll find out what they're reading. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's PLSJ's podcast. Our special guest today is Jefferson County Chamber of Commerce President, Trisha Maple. Welcome, Trisha. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Thank you. So Jefferson County Chamber of Commerce, um, I think through the years I have seen it open up to members outside of Jefferson County. Has that ever been a a stigma with... um, the membership and and having outside members or has everyone always been welcome to having people outside well, of, of the area it's a big misconception i think that with any chamber and especially ours because we're a county chamber and we sit on right on the river right on the border to another state and another city so the way i explain it to people is if you're interested in increasing your visibility or your customers in jefferson county or you're located in Jefferson County, That's that makes you a good candidate. So we have tons of uh, members from Weirton and Ballinsby and Wellsburg and even Pennsylvania and Columbus and that kind of thing. Again, if they want to have a presence here, that's the, a perfect first step. Okay. And what questions do you most often get asked um, from businesses? Probably the number one one is what does the chamber do, <laughs> even though... Chambers of Commerce are historically very, very old. Ours was established in 1908 um, as the Steubenville Businessmen's Association, which I that's kind of funny. Um, The library uh, was established in 1899, but we opened up our doors in 1902, so we're kind of close. I wonder if we were a member back then. I don't know. I have the old book, so I'll have to look. Take a look. But uh, anyway, uh, I always tell people if you took a poll of 50 people on the street and said, what does the Chamber of Commerce do? Most people don't know. And uh, so the number one question I get from a business or an individual or a nonprofit or a church or a school, because all those are members, we have tons of members that are uh, fall into those categories. It's not just for businesses. Um, and it's a hard question to answer because you've heard me say this, what, what someone gets from their membership it's just different depending on, it's a different answer for every business and organization. So you have a big company like a Trinity or an EGCC or a Time Ed, they join because they feel like it's what they should do. They should support their local chamber of commerce and sponsor our programs and events. They want to be a strong and noticeable member of the community. So they join for that. And then you have a small business, which is our, our backbone. Most of our members are in the 10 or 15 or employees or less. So that's most of our membership. And what we do for them is promote them, uh, get the word out about their products and services, educate them, you know, might be a workshop on social media marketing or how to learn QuickBooks or whatever. So um, just yesterday, somebody joined the chamber, a super small business based out of a home. And I said, just think of us as a tool. So you might get up one day and need us for this, but you might get up six months later and say, ah, oh, this is what I need help with. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're a tool 
that you have to use to get the most out of it. Yeah, and I found um, with the library, because the library, we are a member, I have found actually a lot of presenters for our programs. It has been wonderful networking um, for the library and for myself with doing different promotions. Um, we're going to be working actually with Office Max in the fall for back to school discounts in August and September. Uh, but uh, as I said, I've had a lot of presenters um, that I have met through the chamber events or even with the ambassadors because I am an ambassador with the chamber. So I have made a lot of connections. So the networking word <laughs> kind of, you say that to some small business owners and they either roll their eyes or it scares them like, oh my gosh, I can't network and it's it sounds very cheesy the connections and the networking but it, you're absolutely right i i have a, a really good story about our coffee and connections event which is a monthly networking breakfast super casual really really fun you've been to it um and one new member came there were probably about 50 in attendance and he met uh, an insurance agent that helped him get his business insurance he met an accountant that helped him get his numbers right for his business plan he met i mean he met one stop shop yeah he <laughs> met four or five fellow small businesses that were exactly what he needed to yeah. to sort of move forward so and those are the stories you want when yeah. you're promoting the chamber. Yeah, so, so I try to stay yeah, away, from, away from the networking word because it sounds very cliche, but but it does work. Like, and yeah. I'm an example yeah. of you of have to how meet. You have to be out meeting people if you want to get things done. Okay, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start a business? Um, wow, I have I have a small business background. I've always owned a small business almost since the sixth grade, <laughs> but I would say. It's all about the numbers. So I see it a lot because we are a host office site for the Ohio Small Business Development Center. So I see a lot of people come in and they have a great idea, they have a great recipe, they have a, they have, the passion is there, but at the end of the day, you have to be able to pay your bills. So I think uh, you, even if it's on a piece of notebook paper, you have to, you have to figure out what's going to come in and what's going to go out if it's going to be a viable business. Uh, and you recently dropped the news to us that you are going to be leaving the chamber. Um, and you will be sorely missed. I mean, you've done a fantastic job in the seven years that you have been there. So everybody wants to know it, what is the next chapter that you're creating for yourself? Well, again, I, I am a small business owner, and that's my passion. I loved my time at the chamber. I love my time at the chamber. I have until the end of the year. And I didn't plan to stay as long as I did, but I would like to get back to all of the different irons in the fire. My husband and I own a business. Um, we own two businesses, actually, uh, a manufacturing business and a bed and breakfast, which is expanding to a second location. And then really what I love to do, which I think made me a good fit for the chamber, was I love to help small businesses with their marketing. So. Mm -hmm. I'm, I used to have a marketing consulting business. I'm going to do that on a very small scale, just a few clients, and then get back to my, the two businesses that my husband and I own that I've terribly neglected for seven years. Well, you said that you started a business when you were, what, six years old? So Sixth, sixth grade. Sixth grade, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us what it is? I, oh, I it, well, it it's not still around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my my dad bought me a button maker, and I'm dating myself, but the pin-on buttons, the circular pin-on buttons, he bought me this little 
sort of a little shop kit that you can make those uh, with whatever you wanted on them. So I would buy Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> I would buy magazines with the, the stars in them and I would cut out a circle and I would make buttons and I would take them to school and I would sell them. And he taught me how to figure out what my cost was involved in each one and how to pay myself a little bit. And I had this little workshop set up the house. So I still have the button maker. Fun. I love it. Actually, I remember that as being your first article that you wrote for uh, the insert in the Herald Star, oh, the yeah. chamber. Yes, you actually shared that. Um, and, I, and it was funny because I was trying to remember what exactly the business was and I couldn't remember. So I'm so glad that we were able to touch upon that today. Uh, what do you see as your biggest accomplishment while you were at the chamber as president? I think that every president has brought something to the chamber. Like if you look back through the names, there's been an impressive list of people that yes. were the president. Um, so everybody improved it in some way. I like to think I came at a time when technology and sort of the image of Chambers of Commerce really needed updated mm -hmm. across the country. Yeah. And uh, I think my staff and I really worked hard on that. Uh, I credit two of my former employees, Janet and Joy, a lot with sort of just flipping the chamber on its head and you know revamping the website and being on social media and, and making our events relevant and fun because uh, some, you know, a lot of us, especially business owners, have to go to a lot of events, and I just thought, nobody wants to go to an event that's stuffy and not fun. So we revamped a lot of events. We took the technology side of things and made sure that we were where we should be, or at least closer to it, and uh, so that's probably my biggest accomplishment. Is there anything you didn't accomplish that you wanted to? Well, you've seen my office. <laughs> You are so organized. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I have so much I want to get done in the next six months. Just uh, the, the problem with a job like this is, is ever, there's ideas and, and things coming in from a million different sources every single day, and you start to gather them, and you end up, before you know it, with stacks uh, divided by topic. In my case, there's, you know... Uh, economic development that we should be working with the Port Authority more and there's uh, there's workforce training and education we have to work on our kids being able to find a job and our our businesses being able to find employees and there's then there's all the little events thrown in there because we our money comes from events and dues that's a big misconception also that mm -hmm. we are somehow funded and we're not um, so uh, I there's a there's a long, long list of things I didn't get done. I'm trying to pare it down and at least get a few things launched that have been on my list. And then COVID. Yes. COVID. Wow, threw everyone off. <laughs> yeah, it threw us off. <laughs> to say it, the least. Yeah. But it definitely made some back burner things come to the front. Mm -hmm. The podcast. I thought, I've always wanted to do a podcast, but the Chamber now has a podcast. Um, and I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but it made us relook at some things that maybe could be on the back burner or maybe never happen. Mm -hmm. We have a staff of one full-time person, me, and one part-time person. So to go in every day and think that you're going to get everything done is just insane. So I, uh, I have a lot of things I didn't get done but I have a lot I want to get done by December 31st. Well, I think you did a great job. But uh, in conclusion, we're going to explore some of my favorite questions, which are, do you prefer fiction or nonfiction books? I'm a nonfiction. I'm a nonfiction person. I aspire to be more of a fiction person because I think it's more relaxing. But I always catch myself, 
either reading biographies mm-hmm. um, or how to how to do whatever. So uh, I'm I'm I've, I'm proud of reading a few fiction books in the past couple of years. Yeah. How about uh, book in hand or digitally? I'm a little bit of both. I have like on my coffee table are always magazines and books on a million topics, but I do like having my phone and my laptop when I travel and just being able to, wherever you are, stuck for a few minutes, be able to. Yeah, the convenience of it. I think I posed that question once on Facebook, thinking that I would have a lot of people saying they liked to read book, the e-books and e-audiobooks, and mo- most of the people who responded said they like to have book in hand. So, And that's what I prefer, too. I like that as well. Uh, so what are you reading now? Anything? Uh, I... I go back to this book every now and then it's called the four-hour work week it's really old it's by Tim Ferriss and it's just about it's perfect timing given what's going on in my life but (laughs) it's about working smarter not harder Mm. and living more you know not having that mentality of I'm going to work as hard as I can and save as much as I can because when I hit a certain age then I'm going to do all the fun stuff and he sort of flips that around and says that's not logical and it's not fun and it's not uh, how you should live your life. So I like that one. I flipped through it a lot, and then I, I finished a fiction book called Where the Crawdads Sing, which I know is very popular. Yes, it was actually, I think, like number one last year, yeah, and I think yeah, even I think people are still yeah, checking which it out Which made me now, not so. want to pick it up, because I thought, I'm not going to like that mainstream <laughs> yeah. thing, but it was really good. Yeah. Uh, so what is your, do you have a favorite book that you go back to over and over again, or? Uh, just... No, more, some of the how-to and and self-help things, I they're always on my coffee table with post-its and Me different too. colors and Me notes, just, just things I want to remind myself of. I, I'm reading a yoga book right now, actually, that I got on a yoga retreat, just the tenets of yoga. Uh-huh. So I think when I read, I take, I hardly ever have a book that I take everything away from it. I take bits and pieces from things and mm-hmm. try to try to go back to them. And I also read uh, Cameron Mitchell is a restaurant tour in Columbus who's he just his story is just very cool about customer service and about how he started as a, a dishwasher in Columbus yeah. and now he's has this huge restaurant business across the country so I, I love to read about real life stories like yeah love it love it well thank you so much again for being here we really enjoyed it and we wish you the best of luck in future endeavors thanks Jen thanks for having me If you would like more information about the Chamber or how to become a member, please call the Jefferson County Chamber of Commerce at 740-264-6226 or visit their website at jeffersoncountychamber.com. Thanks for listening to PLSJ's podcast. Visit us in person at your library branch or online at steubenvillelibrary.org.